The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vices. I don't have to show you any stinking vices. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, hour two is underway, folks. We will get to the flip around. We will get to Mary Ramirez. After I play this uh, interview, I conducted earlier with uh, one of the stars of Fox News Channel. Eric Bowling rapidly has become a success story over there at Fox News Channel. Uh, he's a co-host of the brand new Fox News Specialist, as well as uh, his own show, Cashin' In. Author of the brand new book, Swamp, Washington's Murky Pool of Corruption, Cronyism, and Really Strange Creatures and How Trump Can Drain It. On full display last evening in the Senate. Eric, welcome to the Chris Salcedo Show. Well done, sir. Well done to bring in the breaking news on, on the book. Yeah, look, at this. that's what it was. It was a swamp. You saw the, the Republican swamp side last night, too. It's pretty sad that that's where we are but we are unfortunately and that, that's really why i wrote the book is is more about what well, i knew trump was going to win i started writing it before he was elected and he was going to win but i was concerned about what he had to come up against once he got there and i gotta tell you the republicans proved it last night that they are swamp creatures as well right and and, and some have have suggested to me that this was uh, mccain's revenge for the rhetoric that was used during the campaign uh, as as McCain was backing another presidential candidate, I don't. I, I've been pointing out to people this is this is McCain's stock and trade. If he can plunge a dagger into the back of conservatives and Republicans, he'll do it more often than not. And I think that's what we saw yeah. last yeah. night is just uh, John McCain uh, behaving like John McCain. Yeah, look, but he rushed back from surgery, and we hope he wish him well. Hope he recovers nicely. But he rushed back from surgery to start the debate, start the ball rolling, and then he was a no vote on three of the votes, uh, all three of the options. So, what was the rush to hurry up and get back and obstruct uh, the process? I guess. Look, he is the very. He's in the book, by the way. He, I, I called him one of the, the, the creepiest swamp creatures in D.C. Uh, got calls from the Republicans' offices as well. I, this is the problem right there. They get elected. On the, on, the, on the idea that they're going to come to D.C. and represent us and, and, and vote in ways we would as Americans. And they get there and all they care about is they're, they're, they're lining their pockets with uh, lobbyist money and, and, uh, and, and re-election campaigns. It's yep. sad. It, well, it's sad, and it, it's, also, it's also harming us. Uh, now, on the other hand, this whole mentality that seems to have gripped the president, seems to have gripped the Republican Party is – We've got to do something. Let's just do something. And man, I, I I know what kind of a principled guy you are, and, and and I'm kind of in this in this realm. And you 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 either add to it, or maybe maybe you're in a different uh, point as far as uh, healthcare is concerned. But I don't think it's important to do something. I think it's important to do the right thing. Yeah. Well, look. So I think the right thing right now is is put this aside and start working on tax reform and get get some money back into Americans' pockets. And, and maybe a salvage of 2018. I think the, the Senate's going to be fine. I actually think we're going to pick up seats on the GOP side in the Senate, in spite of what, what they did on, on, on the Senate floor last night. Uh, the House may be in jeopardy, though. And then you have things to worry about, like, you know, does this disrupt the rest of the agenda? If you, if you flip the House back to, to Democrats, maybe nothing gets, gets going, going forward. So these are, these, are, these are unforced errors self-inflicted wounds that the Republicans are, are, are putting on themselves. And I really think it's because they really don't like Trump. 
these establishment yeah. Republican rhinos don't like Trump, and they're they're sticking it to him. No, I think I think you're right. And and if, if you think things aren't getting done right now, wait until the Democrats take control back of another House of Congress. Eric Bowling, everybody. The name of the book is The Swamp: Washington's Murky Pool of Corrupt Corruption, Cronyism, and Really Strange Creatures. Scaramucci, I, I've been dying to get your take on this one. I mean, now he says he gave this this uh, this conversation to this New Yorker reporter uh, on background or, or not on background, but basically off the record. Uh, and, but this guy publishes some rather some rather crude language. What's your take on all this? Well, that's Anthony. I've known him for you know, a very very long time. Probably, yeah. I, in fact. He'll tell you I was the first one to put him on TV. Uh, he's, uh, look, he's, he's the right guy. He's the enforcer for the for the Trump uh, cleaning cleaning up the leaks in the White House. And and my guess is that the president said, "Hey, do what you need to do." I you know I, I back you. Just stop the leaks. And and he went right at what he thinks are the leaks. And and then you get the the colorful language. Maybe that was a, you know, a little bit overboard. But look, I think you you it, you step back and you say, "Wow, he really means business." He's not going to be shying away from anyone or anything, and I think he proved it again last night. So, yeah. look, I wouldn't use that language, but I think he's doing the right thing by you know, going after all the way to the top, all the way to the top, and that's Priebus and maybe even Bannon. Who knows? Do you think some of these RNC folks, uh, some of the never-Trumper elements, migrated from the RNC into the Trump White House? Oh, yeah. Well, they migrate. They, they you know, Ryan Priebus and, and Sean Spicer were two who recommended Trump step out of the race when when Jeb Bush and Marco Rubio were their favorite candidates way back when, you know, a year and a half ago. So, um, yeah, I, I, that, you know, to, to, you know, I'm a big Trump fan, but one of the things I never liked was the RNC um, establishment wing of that party being brought into the White House. Uh, last thing before we get to uh, you coming to North Texas to uh, to talk to the folks and to talk about your new book, uh, the, the transgender policy versus the tweet i think that the president's got a lot of backing on this on the policy but the way he rolled it out caught a lot of folks off guard and and kind of stepped on his message you agree yeah no i i think he did but i'm a big fan of the tweets that's one of the recommendations in the books continue to tweet because i like to i like to hear what he has to say i want to know what the free the, the leader of the free world has in his mind every morning and we do see it some things i like some things i don't i you know, that's the one I probably wouldn't have tweeted, but that's all right. I, I take I take one of those for the three hundred dollars that I like to to understand where he's coming from. Oh no, 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 no! Don't so don't misunderstand. Like don't misunderstand. I love the tweets too. I'm just saying that when your tweet steps on your own message, that that kind of defeats the whole purpose. I love I love them for the most part too. I just think he's got to be a little more strategic about these kinds of things. That, that's just my view. All no, right, that's, that's that's not yeah, that's not him though. He 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 tweets what's on the top of his mind at the moment. Well. And, and, I don't know, for transparency purposes, I kind of like that. Okay. Hey, Eric, Eric Bowling, everybody. He is, of course, the uh, the star over at Fox News, one of one of the, the many over there. And the name of the book is The Swamp, Washington's Murky Pool of Corruption, Cronyism, Really Strange Creatures. Sir, always appreciate the visit here on The Chris Salcedo Show. Great talking to you. Speak to you soon again, Chris. Thanks for having me. And that's how it went earlier on an earlier version of the program. And, you know, you heard us bring up the transgender issue there. And... It just so happens the WBAP players, it is Friday after all, folks, the WBAP players wanted to put their own special spin on the discussion about transgenders in the military. Fighting soul. 
soldiers, desert dust. Fearless men, 38-inch bust. The president says no, not today. No transgenders in the green beret. <laughs> Lacy things on hairy chests. Six-foot men in a silky dress. No. Mad Dog Mattis says not for me. No transgenders in the military. <laughs> Boys and girls should know their role. Don't want no tranny near my foxhole. <laughs> That's what the president tweeted today. And now he's hacked off all the gays. A female marine, there's no one meaner. But in her uniform, she hid a wiener. <laughs> oh, no. Now she can't salute and say Semper Fi. Oh. No female marines, <laughs> if you're just a guy. Oh. Fighting soldiers, <laughs> desert dust. Fearless man, 38-inch bust. The president says not today. No transgenders in the Green Beret. Oh, there you go. Uh, oh, man. Happy Friday, everybody. It's Chris Salcedo's show. Uh, on that note, let's go to break. Be back in two shakes right here on The Blaze. You are listening to The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. The Chris Salcedo Show. Listen. Dial. Speak. 888-900-3393. All right, welcome back, everybody. It's the Salcedo Show. We'll get to flip around here in a second. I just want to let you guys know on the Facebook page, uh, we have <laughs> some of you already reaching out to me on social media. Where can I get the parody? Where can I get uh, Ballad of the Green Berets? Uh, that is uh, right below uh, a puking John McCain. Uh, actually, it's two posts below the puking John McCain. You got well. Those of you who don't know what Mash is will not know who Klinger is. But those of you who watched Mash will know who Colonel Klinger is, and he is pictured. You'll know when you see a hairy-chested man in a dress. That's when you've hit the ballad of the Green Berets. Uh, also, there is a we're poking a little fun at CNN on a Friday, and <laughs> breaking news. From at CNN, folks, uh, that that is something I think you all ought to share. Breaking news <laughs> when it comes to Vladimir Putin. Check that out. Uh, telephone number is 888-900-3393, 888 It is time for the flip around. Uh, let's start off with Fox News Channel and Neil Cavuto. 
What do you find? Well, look, we haven't seen the White House actually put out much in the way of rates and what they want to see those rates go down to. We know, obviously, that President Trump has talked a lot about trying to get that corporate tax rate down to 15 percent. You know, I think that would be hard. Look, what Paul Ryan also said earlier this morning is that the thing that they learned from the health care bill and that process is they actually have to have meetings, not behind closed doors. They need to go into conference committee. They need to have hearings. And that's what he learned is to change the process. I don't know how much that really will change anything or what the, how that will change the outcome, but it might make people feel a little bit better Neil, about what they're actually up to. Real Neil, quick, David. Eventually, these Republicans are going to need to shut up and walk that talk. And we need corporate tax reform, 20% rate at the very at the very least, and something that's permanent so businesses can actually make long-term decisions. Yeah, well, she's right about that. Dagan McDowell is absolutely right about that. And uh, it had a good shot at being 15% until John McCain screwed the country by insisting we keep Obamacare. Until Lisa Murkowski screwed the country and insisted that we keep Obamacare. Uh, tax reform is that much harder to be anywhere impactful or, or the impact it needs to have because of the failure of the Republican. Well, it is the failure of the Republican Party and uh, uh, from, you know, 50,000 feet up, folks, because they didn't do any work. But when it came to trying to get back on the right track, it was John McCain Lisa Murkowski, Rob Portman, you know, down the list of, I heard the term again today, rhinos. Rhino, you guys know what rhino stands for. Republican in name only. Well, what does it mean to be a Republican these days? We talked about this late last week and earlier in the week. There is no unifying principle in the Republican Party. When you have no principle, when you have Nothing that differentiates yourself. You might as well call yourself a Democrat. That's how many of the Republican members behave. And there are plenty of principles that unite the Democrats. Anti-Americanism, anti-Jewish state, anti-white, anti-Christian, anti-rule of law, anti-cop. Uh, I mean, plenty of, plenty of unification over there on the Democrat side. They... They have each other's backs. Uh, there is no unifying principle. It doesn't mean anything to be a Republican, which is why when I brought up third party earlier on in the program, and I know what this means, and I don't relish that it means a possible uh, victory for the leftists, but I mean, when you say I'm a Republican, it means nothing. When you see uh, Senator Murkowski, oh, by the way, did you guys hear what, what this harpy did? I mean, talk about a petty and insecure woman. She, Donald Trump called her out for her flip-flop, and he, he did so rightly. And she got so butthurt over this, she stopped hearings in her committee, in the Energy Committee, on Trump appointees in retaliation. I mean, what a petty and small person Lisa Murkowski is. I just, oh, uh, 
by the way, the other cable networks, folks, in um, in commercial. So it doesn't do us any good to do a flip around. So we won't do that right now. I, I will be able to get into something I've been wanting to talk about since it happened. Our buddy Ben Shapiro and a guy who I don't know, but uh, it's kind of on the bucket list to to introduce myself to him is Ben, uh, uh, not Ben, it's uh, Adam Carolla. Adam Carolla and Ben Shapiro, they went up to Capitol Hill to testify on the buttercup problem we have in the country. The, uh, the snowflakes. Here's, this, this is how Carolla started his congressional testimony. Mr. Carolla, you're recognized for five minutes. Uh, thank you. It's an honor to be asked uh, to speak in front of you all. Uh, first, just a quick piece of business. Do we get to keep these pads? <laughs> this is going to be huge. <laughs> and uh, not that I'm going to, but what do you reckon they'll get on eBay? <laughs> I'm not saying I'm going to. I'm just it's pure curiosity. He's holding up one of those legal pads or those uh, notepads that the, the folks in the Senate give to their, those giving testimony. Oh, by the way, uh, North Korea has tested an intercontinental ballistic missile. Again, ladies and gentlemen. Would have been nice to have all of these domestic issues taken care of so that our president could be focused on, I don't know, stopping a rogue regime, becoming a nuclear power. That'd be nice. Back to Corolla. Adam Corolla telling Congress about the anti-free speech policies that exist on college campuses these days. Uh, in the early days of my career, I toured the country with Dr. Drew when we were on Loveline together, a syndicated radio program also on MTV, and we must have played a hundred college campuses with uh, nary a word of negativity and no safe spaces and no stuffed animals being handed out, simply went there, said our piece, many controversial ideas were exchanged and that's just what they were exchanged and then we got our paychecks and went home and 15 years later I went out with uh, Dennis Prager, conservative talk show host, and attempted to do a show at uh, Cal State Northridge where my mother was a actual graduate from with a Chicano Studies degree, believe it or not. So she's rolling in dough about now. <laughs> uh, and uh, they pulled the plug on it. They gave us no good reason why we couldn't speak there. And we actually had to get attorneys involved to go back and speak at a later date. The, and what that is emblematic of, folks, is the, the growing intolerance that has been nurtured and fostered on college campuses. Uh, it is okay to be intolerant so long as you're intolerant toward conservatives or those with whom you politically disagree. It's okay. Now, now actually, no, let, let me amend that because it's not okay for a conservative to be intolerant of a liberal's position. It is only okay for a liberal to be intolerant of a conservative's position. This is what is being institutionalized on college campuses. And it, it should disturb everybody within the sound of my voice. I got more from Corolla and our buddy Ben Shapiro and our other buddy, Mary Ramirez. Up next, Chris Alcedo Show, right here on The Blaze.
The Chris Salcedo Show will be right back. The Blaze Radio Network. Well, uh, that's not working. Uh, Skype is down for some reason, folks. Uh, I'm, I'm able to log in, but uh, I, Mary Ramirez apparently can't. So we're going to have to do it the old-fashioned way. Call her on the phone. Mary, can you hear me all right? I can hear you now. All this technology just uh, keeps failing me today. Exactly. Well, <laughs> you know what? I had a, I had a, a problem logging in myself. Uh, so I, I, that was my issue as well. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I finally got in, but there's been, um, gosh, there's something weird going on with Skype. That's, um, Ex- that's what I, the identity of I this website too, or integrity of this connection cannot be verified. The name of the security certificate is invalid. Does not match the, does not match the site. Ooh, maybe Skype got hacked. Maybe Skype. To be honest with you, that's a, that's a thought I had. Wow. Because <laughs> it's so bizarre. It's like it completely forgot me. So. Wow. Anyway. <laughs> Interesting. Well, hey, uh, well, well, we'll, we'll, we'll do it over the, we'll do it live. We'll do it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I should, you know, Bill O'Reilly's a good friend of the Blaze Network, and I, I probably shouldn't tease like that. I mean, it's, I, I mean, I, I, I wonder if Glenn has ever asked him about that video. Um, I mean, and I wonder if I wonder if he ever if he's like because it was so long ago. I wonder if he laughs about it now. You know, we'll do it live. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> I'm asking. I'm asking. Like At some point, I think you'd yeah you'd go you'd look back and laugh probably. All right. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, first, uh, Mary Ramirez, everybody, longtime contributor here to the Chris Salcedo Show. She writes a column every single week and uh, uh, shows up here to tell you about her pearls of wisdom. When she is done doing that, we'll get back to uh, Corolla and Ben Shapiro and their testimony before Congress about the, the buttercups, the snowflakes on college campuses. Mary, what are you writing about this week? Very good. Well, first and foremost, if I could just put this out here, I want to extend my deepest condolences to Charlie Gard's parents. as He, uh, he did pass away today, as he talked about. So I just want to send my condolences and my prayers to them uh, and, and to his entire family. But... Anyway, this week, um, well, up here in Minnesota, Chris, we've, we've got this guy running for mayor in the state's largest city, and that's Minneapolis. And his idea of a, of a campaign platform is to disarm Minneapolis police. And it's to, quote, deal with the policing crisis. And this comes after. Whoa, 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 hold, hold, hold on, of- oh, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. I love, I love the blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I just want to make sure I heard you right. Are, are, are you saying that somebody is running for mayor in Minneapolis who, who mm-hmm. says he, he's, he's, he's running for mayor on a campaign of disarming the police? And he's not only running, but he won a three-way race uh, at a DFL. DFL is the Democrat Party here in Minnesota. DFL convention um, a couple of weeks ago. Um, so he's actually doing quite well. <laughs> so hold on, wait a minute. Are you saying this guy is the Democrat nominee for mayor? 
He did not get the nomination because he didn't get over 50%, which I believe the, the threshold for them. It, it was like 38 and then 20-something. Oh. It was three candidates. But the dude won. You know, he won he, he won the most, at least, out of the three. So there is enough support for him there for him to have done that. Um, and uh, the other two came just slightly short of, of endorsing quite that level of craziness. But nevertheless, um, yeah, he wants to turn us into, into Great Britain, into... Ireland and then countless other countries that think it's a good idea to disarm their police officers. And he talks about this crisis. And I just think it's the funniest choice of words because, you know, it's very easy to use that word now because we've just had this shooting of an unarmed woman and woman in Minneapolis that you and I had discussed. Yeah. There. And um, it's, it's an, it's a very unfortunate case because it does in fact, um, it does not look good for the officer involved. It does in fact look like it was um at least at this phase in the investigation, which the officer is not cooperating in, uh, look unjustified. But nevertheless, I decided to look at, at all of, of the shootings, officer-involved shootings, OISs, uh, in the state this year. And uh, this is the only one in, in, in Minneapolis in, in this year. And if you look at the last two years, Okay, hold on. Let me do, let me let me, let me do this again. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Are you telling me that whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> that this crisis? Is one. That's yeah. that's that's a crisis. And if you look at, well, uh, right. And if you look at last year and the year before, so 2016, 2015, and the the two additional people who were shot and killed by police in the in Minneapolis, they were people who were armed, dangerous, and threatening other people and or the police officers involved. So they rather brought it upon themselves. But yeah, three people in the last three years in, in the city of Minneapolis, and that is a crisis. Ugh. And it's just it's. Be that as it may, though, yeah, I mean, the numbers are there to disprove this the state representative's claim that we are in some sort of a crisis. Um, the, the fact of the matter is, when you look at all of the officer-involved shootings across just the state of Minnesota, I decided to do a little digging. I look at just 2017 and the six people that had been shot by officers uh, in Minnesota in 2017. And every last one of them, with the exception of this woman, were involved in either harming someone at the moment the cops arrived and they, st- they, they wouldn't stop doing it, pointing a knife at a person, trying to cut someone, trying to shoot them, or they were trying to disarm a police officer or they were actively aiming a gun at, at a police officer. So you tell me, how do those scenarios end with those innocent people who's got, who have knives to their necks or guns to their head when the cops show up? How do those scenarios end when you are disarming your cops? And, and these guys will tell you, oh, well, you know, just give them a stun gun. Okay, well, that's fantastic, except <laughs> one of the six people that was shot and killed by police this year was stunned by more than one officer and did not respond. He continued to grab for the officer's gun. Yeah. So not only does that not always work, but you're dealing with the average gun shoots a bullet at, what is it, 2,500 feet a second? And, well, and the I average don't gun have that off the top of my head. But, but you know, what, I, what, but, I, what, what struck me about what you've been talking about was the use of the word crisis. And I'm struck oh, every oh, no. single time a, a liberal extremist wants to institute uh, a policy that will empower government to lord over the people. They do so under the right. guise of a crisis. And I'm reminded, uh, I'm reminded of uh, some left-wing extremists uh, who everybody will remember said, "Never let a good crisis go to waste." Crisis go to waste. Yeah. Yep. Good old round the manual, wasn't it? Yes, indeedy. Yeah, uh, it's it's mm. 
Well, and, and then they'll look at nationwide, Chris, and they'll compare us to other countries. But they'll, they'll compare us to teeny tiny little European nations with populations of 300,000. And they'll compare officer-involved shootings there to us. And, you know, of course, it looks terrible when you have four deaths in one country and a thousand here, mm. except when you're considering you're comparing the populations of a country that has a few million versus 320 million. And when you do the math, like any logical person should, it's comparative. But, you know, again... Ding. You look at these countries that people like, exactly, <laughs> like Representative Dane are pointing to, you know, Great Britain, Ireland, whose crime rates, by the way, are through the roof. Um, you're, you're not getting a safer society. And in, the, in, in the few exceptions, like Iceland, that has a disarmed police force and there isn't really much crime. Yeah, there's like 300,000 people that live there. And by the way, it's so closed off. There's hardly any influx of people. You know what, Mary? I've 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 given us a good deal of thought from these leftists. I no no. I'm serious. I'm serious. I will make them a deal. I will I will buy into your banning guns in the United States. I'll I'll, I'll, uh, disarm every law by disarm everybody. Right? A law that says weapons are no longer legal in the United States. However, the caveat is if somebody is killed, if an American citizen is killed with a gun. Meaning, because you ban them, that means mm-hmm. they're, gonna, they're, they're not, not going to be here, right? A Democrat, right, liberal? Mm-hmm. If somebody is killed by a gun, an illegal gun, then, then you pay with your life. I think that's fair. Because... Uh, the, and here's the other thing. Yeah. Well, here's the other thing, Chris. I mean, if you... I looked at Great Britain, and, uh, you know, because they, they've disarmed their police, and they've actually cut their funds to their police force. Guess what kind of attacks are up? Because, you know, they don't let their citizens have guns and guns are harder to come by right. uh, in Great Britain because they're banned. Nice attacks. How about that? Uh, big time. And isn't, that, isn't that interesting? Because here's the crazy thing, Chris. Evil still exists in the world even when you write laws against it. Yes. It's, it's crazy how that works. Yeah, you know what? And they still, and they still <laughs> want to do bodily harm and they still want to hurt folks. Hey, what's the name of the piece? Yes, Chris. It's Why Yes, Disarming Police is a Terrible Idea and Other Truths. Right. It's up on my blog, and I'll tweet it out after this segment. Mary Ramirez, have yourself a grand weekend, and congratulations on, uh, by the way, she cheated, Thank ladies you. and gentlemen. She found out the sex of her child before it was born. Cheater! But it, it's a, 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 bouncing, hey. a bouncing baby boy is heading Mary's way. Congratulations. <laughs> Oh, thank you. You know, this is a good thing, Chris, because we can buy clothes now because all we've got is, is little girls' clothes, so it's good we found out. Yeah, well, anyway, thank you. The, these days, you well, I, I didn't want to get into the whole, that, that, that whole discussion. Uh, you have a great day. Thank you very much. Mary Ramirez, everybody here on the Chris Salcedo Show. Back in a minute, we'll wrap up the show a little more, a little more Corolla, a little more Ben Shapiro on The Blaze. Conservative talk. Sounds spicy! This is the Chris Salcedo Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, back to Adam Carolla and the snowflakes on college campuses. This is this is testimony on, in Congress, folks, about about what kind of generation we are raising. A, 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 not only are we raising a generation of wusses who can't handle political pushback, 
we're also we're raising a bunch of Nazis who are being instructed that it's okay to be intolerant so long as you are liberal and your opponent is a conservative. Here's Corolla. Would help if I actually turned him up, wouldn't it? Yeah. And then you guys would be able to hear him. Um, we're talking a lot about the kids, and I think they're just that, kids. We are the adults, and I don't think we are doing the children. I mean, these are 18 and 19-year-old kids that are at these college campuses. They grew up dipped in Purell, playing soccer games where they never kept score and watching Wah Wah Wubsy. And we're asking them to be mature. We need the adults to start being the adults. Um, studies have shown that if you take people and you put them in a zero gravity environment, like astronauts, they lose muscle mass, they lose bone density. We're taking these kids in the name of protection, we're putting them in a zero gravity environment and they're losing muscle mass and bone density. They need to live in a world that has gravity. When you, you need to expose your children to germs and dirt in the environment to build up their immune system. Our plan is put them in a bubble, keep them away from everything, and somehow they'll come out stronger when they emerge from the bubble. Well, that's not happening. No, it's not. As a matter of fact, they're, they are coming out of the bubble ill-equipped to deal with reality. That is the description of the Democrat slash liberal ideology, isn't it? Incapable of dealing with reality. Seeing the world as they want it to be instead of the way that it is. And then nothing wrong with working toward making a world that is better, but not, but suffering under an illusion or imposing an illusion on other people of what it is, is dangerous. Ben Shapiro here testifying before Congress about the snowflake problem. The reason that I'm with you is that I speak on dozens of college campuses every year, so I have some firsthand experience with the anti-First Amendment activities that have been taking place on, on the college campuses. I've encountered anti-free speech measures, administrative cowardice, even physical violence at campuses ranging from California State University of Los Angeles to University of Wisconsin at Madison, to Penn State University to UC Berkeley, and I am not alone. Now, he gets into, and I didn't realize, maybe it's because Ben and I are both conservatives and we see the world as it is and what's been going on here. But he begins to talk about the PPPO chart, the progressive preference pecking order chart that your liberty-loving Latino put together. Here he is talking about the anti-white Democrat Party. It's necessary to explore the ideology that provides the impetus for a lot of the protesters who violently obstruct events, pull fire alarms, assault professors and even other students, and the impetus for administrators who all too often humor these protesters. Free speech is under assault because of a three-step argument made by the advocates and justifiers of violence. The first step is they say that the validity or invalidity of an argument can be judged solely by the ethnic, sexual, racial, or cultural identity of the person making the argument. Now, so, so basically saying there is if, if you are a white male, you are, you are instantaneously discredited from having any opinion that has any value because uh, of your white privilege or, 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 or whatever, or you're not a female or whatever. And that your, your word somehow means less in this new dynamic 
that these college campuses have imposed on us. Second step is that they claim those who say otherwise are engaging in what they call verbal violence. And the final step is they conclude that physical violence is sometimes justified in order to stop such verbal violence. So you get how that works. So if a white guy gets on to a college campus and espouses a conservative viewpoint, they can claim, oh, that's harming me because it stresses me out, so I have the right to kick your butt because you're harming me. It's basically criminalizing speech, free speech. You know what? This is too good to let go. We'll pick this up next week. The PPPO, the progressive, the progressive preference pecking order chart. I'll remind you guys about what that is. Have a great weekend. In the meantime, everybody, remember, a society's worth is not measured by how much power is seized by an out-of-control government, but rather how much power is reserved for we the people. You think uh, Republicans will actually do any work over the weekend? P- probably not. I didn't, I didn't think so. This is The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of the next generation of talk radio. This is the Blaze Radio Network.